when he was in meetings that he would hear or, or think the words, if we had Google Street View for rivers, then we could solve this problem. And the idea for us, when he brought that idea to us, was this is another opportunity to serve. This is another opportunity to, not to sound cheeky, but to help make the world a better place. That's how we got involved in mapping rivers, the cerebral challenge, the physical challenge, uh, and the opportunity to just make things better. Welcome to another episode of the Mapscaping Podcast. My name is Daniel and this is a podcast for the geospatial community. Today on the show I'm going to be talking to Courtney and Courtney's going to be telling us all about her journey from being a fighter pilot in the US Navy to mapping the world's waterways. I think by now we've all heard of Google Street View for urban environments. Well, what they're building at Fish Views is the Google Street View of rivers. It's a really interesting story and I hope you enjoy this interview. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you, Daniel. I'm glad to be here. You are most welcome. So you've got a really interesting project that you're working on. You're building a really interesting piece of software. And in the pre-interview, you mentioned that you used to be a fighter pilot, and now you're involved in this project. And the project is you're building, or have built, I should say, the Google Street View for rivers. It's called Fish Views. There's a great deal to unpack there. You've come a long way in your journey. How did you go from being a fighter pilot in the U.S. Navy to uh, mapping rivers? It was a very fun job. It was a very challenging job, a very cerebral job. You're taking in information and trying to make decisions all the time. So that lends itself towards an entrepreneurship type of follow-on career. And specifically going from being in the military or flying airplanes to working with conservation and science and mapping rivers, the fishery story started back when the president of our company, his name is Brian Footen, he was a 25-year fisheries biologist in Washington State. He's a friend of ours, and he started to have notice when he was in meetings that he would hear or, or think the words, if we had Google Street View for rivers, then we could solve this problem. And the idea for us, when he brought that idea to us, was this is another opportunity to serve. This is another opportunity to, not to sound cheeky, but to help make the world a better place. That's how we got involved in mapping rivers, the cerebral challenge, the physical challenge, uh, and the opportunity to just make things better. Making things better by making better things. The, this sounds great. Okay, so I mentioned just before that it's the, the Google Street View of, uh, of rivers. It's called fish, fish Views. So immediately we have a little bit of an idea in our heads. Most of us have used Google Street View. We recognize that little yellow man there in the corner that we can drag out onto the map and drop down, and then we, we become immersed in the map. Is, is this the same kind of thing that, that uh, Fish Views is doing, just for rivers? Yes, and rivers are our primary, and a good place to anchor your brain is, is on Google Street View for rivers, but then we add a number of different layers of waterway data in order to provide context for the rivers and, uh, and the data that you have about the waterway. Um, you know, so often the, there's water quality information, there's habitat information about the waterway, but it's in charts and graphs and reports that are hard for your everyday person to understand. And by, by layering that information onto the maps and providing the 360 immersive view 
where you can actually transport yourself or other people to where that information is relevant on the river, you can really tell a story or you can help the river tell its story. So I, I've seen, I, I've never seen a Google Street View vehicle in, in real life, but I've seen a few images on the, on the net. Do you have the same kind of camera system set up? Is it on a backpack? Do I carry it? Do you fly over the river in a drone? How do you collect this data? We started out using a drone, uh, but found that uh, that in a lot of rivers, especially out in remote areas, you had a tendency to hit trees and bridges, uh, which was not ideal. So we found the more information we could get, the closer we got to the water until we actually end up uh, in a boat on a water. So I guess you could picture a, a Google Street View car floating down the river it is an agnostic platform where we can put the camera system and the water quality meter and all the other gadgets on a backpack and you could hike. We can use it in a kayak or on a uh, on any size boat. It's, it's quite agnostic depending on uh, what kind of waterway or even trail you're going down. Okay, you, you said something really interesting there. You said something about water quality. So it sounds like you're taking other measurements along the way. So we've got these these cameras. You're taking that 360 view that we that we know f- from Google Street View. Uh, are you collecting any LiDAR data? You're obviously collecting water quality data. Are there any other inputs coming into the system? And that is, that's one of the, the really exciting things that we can do is Whatever the person or the entity needs to tell the story about that waterway or tell the story of what they're trying to do with the information, we can add those collection materials on there. So if it's LIDAR, we can add that and have it collecting at the same time water quality information, depth information. We can add anything onto the platform and then layer that into the maps post-processing so that you can really tell a full story with the data that you want. Okay, that, that sounds amazing. If, you're, if I can collect the, 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 visual, the visual side of it with this 360 view, as well as layer data on top of that just by adding another sensor into your system, that, that sounds really incredible. And what a great way of giving context to the data. Yes, thank you. And that's, that's really the, the, our primary goal is giving context to the waterway data so people can tell a story, they can understand it, they can use it for outreach. And, and I think this is the problem in, in reality that, that mapping is trying to solve. It's trying to give context to the, to the data. It's trying to communicate an idea and it's trying to send a message. And I think that's, that's, that's the thing that maps can do. That's the thing that images can do you know, really, really well. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, so we've got this amazing system. We've got, uh, I'll say it again, Google Street View for rivers. We can uh, plug and play. We can put a whole bunch of different sensors in there. We can visualize it. We have this sort of immersive view of the river when we're finished. How do I do that as a user? Can I take any old camera and and do this myself? Do I need a, it sounds like I need a relatively sophisticated system or how does it work today? What does the user journey look like? Well, that's that's one of the things that, we're very excited about with uh, with our platform and, and how far we've come from where we've started. Because when we started a few years ago, 360 cameras really didn't exist other than what Google was building. So when we started, we had to take a bunch of GoPro cameras and, and point them in the right direction and, and figure out how to download the pictures and create the 360 view 
ourselves. And now technology has really come our way to help the, the user journey, the user experience go out and collect their own data on their waterway. In fact, right now we're using a, a Samsung camera that's uh, about a hundred dollars at an electronics store, a uh, hundred US dollars at an electronics store where you can connect that to our app that we recently created. And you can go down and collect that 360 imagery all by yourself with a backpack or a kayak or however you want to uh, head down the river. That sounds really interesting. And does that app automatically upload it to a server somewhere that I can that is public? Can, can I see this data when it's finished? Is there any sort of processing that needs to happen before it's it's visible and usable? The app is new and it's in a it's in a beta format. So uh, unfortunately, not all of our processing is automated yet. Uh, we're continuing to work on that. There is a need to upload the data to us so we can process it, but. Uh, in the next few months, we are expecting to have an auto upload where it processes much more automatically and gets into a location on our platform where people can look at it and use it right away. So this, this sounds really cool and, and I'm all in. But oftentimes we, we need a platform that or a data collection system that that plays nicely with other systems. Can I get this data out? Can I view it other places? Is it is it portable in that way? The pictures that you can take using the system can be used in a variety of, of different platforms, whether it's on the Esri platform, uh, the pictures, you could download them to Google if you wanted to, or you can look at them on our website. But we specifically built our capabilities so that you can look at the information and you can go through the tours and the 360 views on our platform. But you could also, if you have your own maps with your own data already built on an ArcGIS Online, Esri's ArcGIS Online um, platform, you can pull in the 360 views to, to provide that context for the maps that you're already creating and the stories you're already building. Okay. Does that integration, does it go both ways? Can I pull data from, you talked about an integration there to ArcGIS Online. Can I pull data from ArcGIS Online into your system and vice versa and pull these 360 views in ArcGIS Online? Is, is that the way it works? Yes, absolutely. It, uh, it is integrated um, both forwards and backwards so that you can use your own, uh, if you already have your analysis and your data in ArcGIS, you can use that, or you can, you can pull our data into uh, ArcGIS Online. So uh, up until now, anyway, it sounds like we've been talking like uh, talking about a very sort of visual way of representing data. Like I think we've all taken a, a tour of um, Google Street View before and we understand that we can move back and forth and look around and we have that context all of a sudden. But uh, is there any sort of analysis that can be done in Fish Views or in, in these other platforms that it integrates with? Yes. In fact, just recently I was, I was talking to the director of the Wimberley Valley Watershed Association, and he was very excited getting on some of our tours on the FishViews platform because he could go to the water quality information, which was graphed longitudinally, and he was able to find anomalies. So he noticed that there were total dissolved solids that were 
increased in a couple of areas and he could just click on it, go transport himself to that location. And he was able to notice that the farmer's field was plowed perpendicular to the river rather than parallel to the river. So there was a wash off from the farmer's field. Another gentleman was looking at the pH graph along one of our tours and he noticed there was a spike in the pH and clicked on it and transported himself right under a bridge where the rainwater was running off into the uh, into the river. So the the one of the primary analyses that you can do on our platform is to find anomalies and be able to transport yourself to them to figure out what might be causing that anomaly. And again, I think we come back to that idea of giving context to the data. Like I'm sure you could see on a map once you have, you know, the map data of the pH value of the river or the the water quality, you could see where it changes. But you wouldn't necessarily have that ability to stand under the bridge and look up and see, oh, it's the bridge, or look across and see, oh, the farmer's field he's plowed it in a certain way, and that kind of matches up with the data. So it sort of comes back to that, at least in my mind, comes back to that idea of the context. Where are we? You know, what's happening around. And a lot of those kind of features I'm imagining anyway would be quite difficult to, to map. Certainly would be more difficult to map without those 360 views and without the ability to, uh, to, to transport yourself to them to understand. So uh, we've briefly touched on this, but I was wondering if you could give us uh, some examples of use cases for this. We've talked a little bit about some of the analysis different people are doing or different companies, organizations are doing or using your system for, but can you give us um, some, some maybe some use cases, some interesting use cases that you've seen people use your fish views for? When we built the platform, our, our goal was was science and conservation, and uh, and but we were excited to see it being used in other ways. It's being used for fishing guides. And in central Texas, folks love to get in inner tubes and float down the, float down the Guadalupe River. And so it's also being used to, uh, to show the river before you get there. So the recreational case was, was very exciting to us. Right at the start of this conversation, we, we talked about um, the technology that you use and you mentioned that there's been a huge shift in that price and the technology is now more accessible than it's ever been. And I'm assuming it's gonna, we're going to get more and more access to this kind of technology. Does that mean that uh, this kind of um, visualization of data, these kind of 360 immersive experiences in terms of mapping, that they're going to become commonplace? Is this the future of of data visualization in your mind? I do think so. I think people are used to and expect to have this immersive experience uh, in the locations that they want to go. People are used to being able to see if you're buying a house, you're used to being able to go and take a look at all the different rooms and tour the house before you actually physically set foot there. If you're going on a vacation, you expect to go and be able to see what's available and ex- experience online what's available before you physically get there so that you you can have a plan and you can be oriented when you arrive. And these 360 experiences have become commonplace and expected by so many users. So I, I do think this really is just the next step, the next obvious step for uh, for our waterways and visualizing the data and bringing context on the waterways.
I think Google has really set the standard when it comes to mapping in so many ways. Uh, I'm not arguing that they're the, the best in the business at at mapping, but they have really set that that level of expectations. And I completely agree with what you said there. I think we're we're we, we do expect this kind of immersive experience. We expect to have access in this way. And I, I think it's really interesting that you built the system for science, but now you're seeing these other kind of use cases. And I, for one, could imagine uh, that this would be a great way of introducing people to to rivers, you know, to to these wilderness areas by giving them access to them. They might never, ever, ever be able to get access uh, to them or to these areas or see these areas, experience these areas, except through your system. And I think in terms of conservation, if we want to have people participate in protecting these areas, then we need they need to have access to it. They need to have to understand what they're protecting and, and why it's of value. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you, you think to yourself, well, so often fishermen have it, are also conservationists because they know that if their river is not protected, if the fish can no longer be there, then they're not going to be able to enjoy their sport. So it's similarly when you allow people to experience this wonderful environment, then they're going to be more inclined to make decisions that can protect it. We often say that information that's not actionable is is just not valuable. And by bringing the information to people in a way that they can consume it and they can understand it, it makes that data, it makes that information actionable so that people can take steps and make positive decisions. Yeah. And, and again, I think when we're talking about this kind of immersive visual experience, it's very accessible to people. We've seen it before. We understand how it works. And all of a sudden, we're standing on a riverbed somewhere in Texas with a 360 degree view of the world. I, I think it's really exciting. I've just got a couple more questions before we before we say goodbye. I can see that we're slowly but surely running out of time. And, and one of them would be, when you look out into the future, what's the, what's the thing that you're most excited about when you think of the future of, of fish views and this kind of technology that you're building? Well, we're excited about two things. One, we're excited about uh, as technology is coming to us and allowing more and more people to go collect their own 360 data on and their 360 imagery on the waterways that we have a home for it where everybody can experience it um, and that's getting easier to use for many many more people but what we see happening in the future and what we're very excited for our technology and how it's being used is with flood defense and flood management we're working right now with a uh, renowned flood scientist Dr. David Maidman out of University of Texas, and he's been involved in what's called the National Water Model, where uh, many of the engineered rivers around cities, where it's it's very easy to understand uh, the um, how much water is coming in, how much is going out, because it's it's been engineered almost like a bathtub. Uh, that that model works very well because they they have all the information about that waterway. But some of these uh, some of these areas where the rivers are a bit more wild, it's hard to know when that waterway is going to flood, where that water is going to go when it does flood. And by using this platform and adding a number of other sensors and a number of other uh, other data, we're able to 
begin to predict on some of these more wild rivers when they're going to flood and where that uh, and where that water is going to go. So what we're excited about is flood management, flood defense, and and at the end of the day, saving lives and property. That sounds like uh, it'll be incredibly useful. Incredibly useful. I was just picturing that when you were saying that all these other sensors that you could hook up to your system and all the data that you could collect. I mean, not only would you get that visual, that 360-degree visual aspect to the data, but if you had LiDAR on there, for example, maybe you could even measure how, how big the um, stones were on the on, on the riverbed and get an idea of the angle and the gradient and that kind of thing, as well as the, the width of, of the river itself. So I could see you could collect a huge amount of data that would be really valuable for the people running those kind of um, flood prediction models. Yes. And, you know, the exciting thing about it is because this is GIS, because this is uh, ultimately a, a map, the the data can be asynchronous. The LIDAR could have been collected you know, months ago. The 360 can happen today. Uh, the water level information, of course, could be real time or historical data. One of the neat things about the platform is that it the, the data can be asynchronous. It doesn't all have to be collected at the same time while going down that waterway that one time. Do I have to have a, a GIS background or a, a knowledge of, of geospatial to, to, to do this, to collect this data? To collect the data, no, you don't. We have fishing guides who are using the, the tour to help their clients know where they're going to meet and where, uh, where they're expecting to make stops to, to go fishing in the, in the perfect spot. And just like to use Google Street View, you, you don't have to have a degree in anything particular to get on there and look around and start to understand data. But if you do have a background in GIS, if you do have a scientific background, then you can do more analysis and deeper understanding of the uh, of the information that you're gathering. Courtney, I really want to thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on the show today, teaching us all a little bit about what what's possible, what the future looks like, and of course about your work with FishViews and how you're creating these these immersive 360 degree tours of of rivers. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time and the invitation. This has been really fun. You are more than welcome. And that's it for another episode of the Mapscaping Podcast. My name is Daniel, and I just want to remind you that all the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes, and you are more than welcome to reach out to me there. I would really like to hear from you. Also, I have a small favor to ask. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would really, really appreciate it if you'd share it with a friend. Thanks very much. We'll talk again next week. Bye.